Hey everyone, welcome to A Mess Nonetheless. I am Rachel. And I'm Melissa, and we are sisters. And of course, we are so excited that you guys are here with us. If you've made it through, all, if it's, this is our fourth of the mini series, and if you've been with us this whole time, that just means so much to us. <laughs> yes, and hopefully it's been good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really like doing this. If you've noticed, yeah. if you're watching on YouTube, we're wearing the same outfit. So we're literally <laughs> recording them back to back. Yeah. And I've really enjoyed it. So I wouldn't mind hearing your guys' feedback if you'd like these from time to mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we have other series that we plan mm-hmm. on doing, yep. um, and we had planned on them being more spread out yep, like um, once a week. Yeah. For like two or three weeks, but maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we'll do some more mini series. Um, it's actually, I would say about the same amount of time recording as yeah, a little two, just a little bit longer, but not much. Yeah. But if we usually record two, mm-hmm. yeah, but I guess it's only one week's worth. So mm-hmm. yep. it'll be more work on my end editing. Womp, womp, yes. Womp. <laughs> Rachel is amazing. You guys, I don't know if we've shared this with you. I'm going to take a second. So we've talked about having this podcast for years and a couple of years ago I was ready and Rachel was not. And so we put it on pause. And then she came to me this summer and was like, I'm ready. And I was like, I am, I'm not like, I am not in a place I can do this. And she goes, what if I do all the work and you just show up and record. And I was like, well, she goes, I love that. She was like, that would breathe life into me, at least for this period in time. Like Mm -hmm. eventually I will take on more, but I was just not in a place that I could commit to anything other than this. And I was like, okay, if you're sure. And, um, and so this is happening that we're here because of Rachel. So (laughs) everyone give her an applause. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, so we do post, we have some reels that we've posted and a couple to come that we've made kind of laughing about the fact that I'm in charge and yeah. <laughs> Assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> if you don't watch the office, you're missing out. Yes. Go watch it. Okay. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk today, the last one, when conflict doesn't feel resolved. So like mm-hmm. you've gone to the person you've tried mm-hmm. and it's like, you're just stuck in limbo. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a hard one. It's a hard one. To, <clears throat> it's, yep. just, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how beneficial it's going to be. I think it will be, but Mm-hmm. I think the other ones, there's going to be lots of nuggets people can take. And this mm-hmm. is just a hard one. It's just hard when you feel like some, you have a relationship that matters to you and you're working, trying to work through the conflict and the other person just really isn't working with you. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Um, but I just want to say, if you're in that boat or you have like long lasting relationships that just don't ever really seem to move past that, mm-hmm. remember who you serve. Yeah. Remember who you serve. That is what it boils down to. I mean, I can't guarantee that this conflict of yours or whatever will the relationship will ever get where it needs to go, Mm -hmm. but who you serve and where you're pointing yourself is what matters. And you can just continue to grow and grow in your relationship with Jesus. And I always think about when um, people are married and one person wants a divorce, the Mm -hmm. other person can still go to therapy on their own. Right. I mean, even, even if, um, the one person's though, let's say it's the husband who wants, he's like, I think I want to be done. And the wife's mm-hmm. like, will you go to therapy with me? And he's like, no, I think I want to be done, but he's not serving her papers. He's just saying he thinks as the wife go to therapy. Like what can you do in your marriage to help fight for your marriage? Yep. What can you do as a person to fight, mm-hmm. um, you know, where you're at? And I have seen marriages be saved that way yeah, from by one, one person. person doing the work and mm-hmm. the other person. And it seems unfair. Being- but it yeah. is worth it if it's a, if it helps the relationship yeah. in the long run. Well, and if those relationships last, eventually the husband's going to have to apologize for yeah. that. You know, mm-hmm. like that's obviously own to the fact that like, I didn't do the work my wife mm-hmm. did. Um, well, I always think about the fact that in relationships, when it feels unfair, when it feels like, why am I doing all the work or why should I have to do this? And then I remember I will stand before God on mm-hmm. my own 
by myself exactly. and we will talk about my life together. However, yeah. that works. He Remember who he you serve. Care about anybody else. He won't care about how they treated me or didn't treat me. It'll be, how did I treat people? And how did I respond to people? And how did I sh- show love? And how did I not show love? And you know, exactly. Like, yes. Um, Remember the kingdom perspective. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much more than just this conflict in front of mm-hmm. you. And like Melissa yeah. saying at some point, you're going to, we're each going to stand before God and be accountable to how we handled or didn't handle situations. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is like, this one conflict, there's so much more in this mm-hmm. world than that one conflict. And it right. stinks. Yeah. When, I mean, I've been in a two-year conflict that just, I couldn't do anything to make it end. Yeah. Um, I did everything I believed I could, but mm-hmm. I couldn't force the other person to be willing mm-hmm. to make it end with me. And so I just had to focus on a kingdom perspective and who else I could love and who else I could serve and mm-hmm. growing closer and more like Jesus and working mm-hmm. on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that matters a lot. Yeah. And then, you know, remember who our comforter is like, we're not supposed to feel better by other people all of the time. We right. are supposed to feel better because of our relationship and our closeness mm-hmm. with God. And so draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You know, and Matthew says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give mm-hmm. you rest. Yeah. We have to remember where our true source of comfort comes from. And, um, for me, when I was in that two-year conflict, that just didn't seem to I didn't know if it would ever end. Um, it really messed with my um, opinion of myself and my where my worth lies. Yeah, and it was a long season of mm-hmm. remembering constantly where my worth lied yeah. and where it laid. Where it I yeah, where I've it had where it wasn't. Yeah, I've had a um, a conflict with one of my kids over this past year. That happens a lot with teenagers anyways, but he just kind of became someone different kind of overnight. And it, it rattled me because he went from being very affectionate and communicative with me to being like, almost like dead in his eyes at me, like almost like he could care less to have me around. And, um, and he has said some hurtful things over this past year and a lot of just nothing at all. Like sometimes the nothing at all is even harder. And I have had to go to God over and over and be like, I can just pray for him. I can love him. I can, but I need to remove my feelings and know that he has, I can't need something from my child. Like mm-hmm. I, I just, I want him to be in a good place. I want mm-hmm. him to seek after Jesus. I want him to be in healthy and happy and joyful, but I can't need him to make me feel a certain way and right? because he was really hurting me. Like, and obviously we've had conversations about, do you know that when you treat a person like mm-hmm. this, that really hurts? Like, um, I want him to be a, good human being towards people. So we've had those conversations, but ultimately inside I needed to be okay with whatever he's going through Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, I seem to be his punching bag a little bit. And Mm -hmm. that logically I know as a teenager, he's not going to stay here and forever. And he needs to go through whatever's going on in his hormones and stuff. But if Mm -hmm. I was looking to him to make me feel happy or complete Mm -hmm. or fulfilled, I'm putting a whole lot of pressure on him that he doesn't deserve. And I'm setting us up for failure. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I had a situation with one of our oldest sons, um, who he walked away from our family for like Mm -hmm. a four or five month period. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was devastated and I did everything I possibly could to get him back. And some of it was communicating. We're still here. We're still fighting for you. And that's good and healthy, especially considering, you know, his history and, you know, the way that he grew up. Um, Mm -hmm. but some of it was just for my own sake. I just needed my son. I just needed yeah. him to be okay. I just needed him in our life. And I had to get to that exact same place that you were, Melissa. And it was very painful because I was like, what if he never comes back? Right. But 
I was kind of dragging down the rest of my children and my household with mm-hmm. my feelings yeah. and my needing something from my son. And when you said I needed something from my son, exactly. I think I actually, mm-hmm. um, I wrote a book called for your glory. It's a parenting and marriage study, um, mm-hmm. marriage and parenting study. It's on Amazon. And, um, I actually think I use those exact words. Like I needed something from him and I mm-hmm. had to not need right. something from him. Yeah. And I had to take my family and move on without mm-hmm. him, which was mm-hmm. so painful. Yeah. But it's I so counterintuitive to-, to a mother's thought process. Exactly. <laughs> but I had to show the rest of my kids, you matter too. Right. And, um, and that I didn't know if that conflict would ever end. I didn't mm-hmm. know if he would ever come back. And he did. Thank yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have a really great relationship now. I mean, mm-hmm. this was almost 10 years ago, right? Uh, maybe nine years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, you know, there are going to be times when we have relationships that just, they're at a standstill. They're mm-hmm. at a stalemate. Is that the word for it? Like, yep. I think so. They're just not <laughs> moving forward mm-hmm. in the way that you would like, if you're looking for healing and healthiness and wholeness yeah. and and we can't fix that for you. Uh, the other person, you know, really can't fix it for you. Like you just have to focus on your relationship with Jesus in that mm-hmm. time and, and remembering your value does not come from this weirdness in this relationship. Yes, exactly. Uh, or how the person you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cause sometimes when the conflict doesn't feel resolved, the person has a skewed, uh, in pers- yes, of who you are, a skewed, uh, a skewed perspective of you, perspective. that's the word. Mm-hmm a skewed view mm-hmm. of who you are. And and mm-hmm. that is very difficult for mm-hmm. me to live with. Yeah, um, I think it's difficult for a lot of people, but I know yeah. for me, it is very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And I just have to remember God is my defender and the and, truth will come out. Yep. What you say. Well, I was going to say, and this, this is, so I talk about emotions a lot because I mm-hmm. am naturally a very emotional person and it's really easy to listen to our emotions over listening to God's truth. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those situations where you have got to lock down your emotions and yeah. you, you just go, I, I don't, I think I've shared this here before that um, I went through a period in my life where I was really struggling to see me, myself the way God saw me. So I just went, I wrote down probably three pages yeah. of words that he says about who I am. And the, mm-hmm. like, the, I, he says this about us. This mm-hmm. isn't me imagining or guessing this right. is like what he says about us and what he says about who he is for us. And I wrote it down and I taped it to my walls. And I, I, I looked at those things every day yeah. and I said them out loud. Cause I'm like, this mm-hmm. is who I am to God because I was struggling to not let my emotions take over mm-hmm. feelings take over. Cause feelings are not always representation of truth. They are oh. often a representation of a lie and, right. um, but they can become our truth if we're not careful. And so, yes, if we're in a relationship with someone where it's just kind of at a standstill, mm-hmm. we know we don't want to walk away from the relationship. Mm-hmm. So we want to stay, but the staying is hurting almost as much as walking away. And, right. um, so then we start in it, like you said, if they often have a skewed point of view of who we are, that is where we hold on to what does God say about us and yes. who do we know we are? Exactly. Him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I want to go back to, if you were at the, in the first episode or part, the first part of this mini series, the theme verse, uh, passages, mm-hmm. theme passage. I can speak. Mm-hmm. You've the got theme, this. I know <laughs> we've been talking for like two hours straight. <laughs> I know. The theme passage that this mini series came from and that it's loving in action. And when somebody has hurt us with their unwillingness to resolve conflict, we still have a choice to mm-hmm. love them. And I don't mean you love being around them and I don't Mm -hmm. mean you have to hug them. I mean, you love them in action. Love should be Mm -hmm. sincere. We should hate what is evil and cling to what is good. Mm -hmm. We don't dwell in our minds on the things the person has done to wrong us. We think of what is good and we focus on what is good and we cling to what is good. 
we devote ourselves to loving each other and honoring each other above ourselves, honoring Mm -hmm. the relationship above ourselves. If Mm -hmm. there's any chance at this relationship succeeding and healing one day, you want to be proud of the decisions you made all along the way. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I have one of my closest friends and I, we've had two times where we almost ended our friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both were seeking the Holy spirit and truly, and honestly, I think that's the only reason that our relationship has survived. Um, right. it's a, it's a good relationship lots yeah. of the time, but like yeah. through, through these turbulence and, um, we both have said that there were things we wanted to say to the other person, um, but knew that might be the final straw. Yeah. And we were like, if there's any chance of there being French, a friendship on the other side of this, this thing needs to leave the conversation. Yeah. And yeah. it's not, it's not something we didn't mean. It's maybe a truth that didn't need to be said right then. You know yeah. what I mean? And anyway, yeah. um, and so, you know, just we're to live in harmony with each other. And sometimes that means that we love on the other person when it doesn't make sense. Um, mm-hmm. I was in conflict, this two-year conflict that just didn't seem to end. Um, and I, saw something that just screamed this person and mm-hmm. bought it for them mm-hmm. and was like, I wanted you to have this. And mm-hmm. that this thing means a lot to this person because it mm-hmm. is so this person. Yeah. Um, and now we're not in that conflict anymore. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad I did that. And yeah. it's like, just to try to get over, um, I'll, and just to try to get over the bitterness and the anger, yeah. because that's the devil's playground. And yeah. I actually had, um, I, I know I've shared this, that I had a season in my life where I was letting the water boiling of water boil over and I couldn't keep the lid on anymore. And I took the lid off and it went everywhere. And I had to remove myself from a very, very close relationship for nine months. Mm-hmm. And I was actively in therapy, actively seeking guidance and wisdom. And how do I make this better? Not, um, cause I was going to be back in a relationship with this person. And I knew mm-hmm. that that was right. Um, but I didn't want to make it worse in the meantime. So I said, right. I need some space. We talked about that. You actually challenged people in relationships with the fire with fire starters on, maybe you need to take some space yep. um, to figure out how to be in a relationship with this person because you can't make them change. And right. I'll never forget on my own birthday, I felt, okay, back up. It was a sad birthday for me. I was home alone. My husband, stinking husband took a 24 hour <laughs> shift, which meant not even one minute of my birthday. Was he home? He has <laughs> since learned as he should have known. No, thank you. Please <laughs> take off at least some hours of my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, I actually, Melissa, we were in kind of a weird place and she drove to my town that day and then left. I did. Yeah. Okay. I didn't stop to see me and I found out and I was hurt. And, um, later you were like, oh, I forgot to call you on your birthday. And I was like, like, oh, I, it was weird. Really I don't even remember crappy, this. <laughs> it was a really crappy birthday. Yeah. Party. Sounds crappy. And this person that I had removed myself from for nine months on my birthday, I felt, I went to Starbucks and got myself my free little drink to try and make myself feel a little better. And I like heard I mean, God, I've never heard God speak audibly to me, but he speaks right into my soul. And I heard you need to call this person on your birthday, mm. own some things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm sorry, on my birthday, my already <laughs> terrible birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Stuck home with these little children. Nobody's taking care of me. And, um, but I did, I prayed about it and I was so thankful by the grace of God. I got the person's voicemail and I didn't have to speak to them in person, <laughs> but I left the message yeah. and just said, I've been thinking about you. I know I pulled away. I'm really working hard. I know that I will have some things I need to own up to. I know that I will have things that I need to listen to ways that I've hurt you. And I just want you to know, I love you. Mm-hmm. And, and I left that message and I will never regret leaving that message. Right. In fact, if anything, it maybe softened it for when I was willing to come back into the yeah. relationship. Um, 
how we love people in our conflict matters, Mm -hmm. even when they're the ones hurting us. Right. It's true. So I want to talk about what happens when conflict severs the relationship, because Mm -hmm. we know that that happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it happens with family. Um, I, one of my best friends has had to put strong boundaries around biological family because um, she's come through a lot of healing, but they were continuing to tear her down. And so in order for her to stand on healthy ground, she needed to put up these really strong boundaries that she hasn't severed the relationship, but it's really put them in a, like on at arm's length. And it's not out of pride or anger or anything. It's out of taking care of herself. And, um, but for me, I had a relationship. I'm not going to go into any details about this, but I had a relationship years ago, um, <clears throat> that hurt me so bad, did something so painful and they had zero apology for it. They actually defended what they did to hurt me to so be bad. Clear, it was not me. <laughs> it, was not, it was not Rachel. It was nobody in my family. And, um, <laughs> I had to sever that relationship because there could be no, um, healing when they were standing by the hurtful, terribly hurtful decision that they had made that was directed towards my family. And, um, my brother came, one of our brothers came to me and said, is that biblical to sever a relationship? And I, and I said, that's a good question. I prayed a lot about it. Um, Bill prayed a lot about it. He actually was the one who was like, we're done. And, um, like on my behalf and that he's a very strong man, but he, he doesn't do that kind of thing. And so, um, he, I think he knew I couldn't do it. So he did it for me and he knew I needed to. So anyways, I went to the Bible. I wish I would have thought to look up these verses before we got on here, but, um, I, I read verse after verse after verse where it it had verses about healing a relationship. It had verses about having to walk away from a relationship. And, um, and, and so I went back to my brother and I said, although healing is often what we want to do, it was clear through several verses that it's not always going to happen. And, um, and I had to walk away from that relationship and it has, I've never regretted that. I've never felt guilt about it. I've never felt sad about it. It has felt, it was a peaceful, um, thing for me. And, um, and it's hard. It's hard when we are in a relationship when, cause if, if we're at a place where we need to walk away from someone that we love, that's how bad it's gotten. And that is, I'm sorry for you if you're in that place. I'm getting emotional. I don't even know why. <laughs> Just because I'm hurting for people who have food yeah. and relationships. Um, yeah. That is not a small thing. Right. So although right. we would always encourage healing and restoration and waiting it out and praying through it, there are times where um, the only thing you can do is is walk away. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes just the boundaries that I mean, let's say you don't walk away, you just put up so many boundaries, the relationship just completely just changes exactly. and it just maybe dissolves. Um, and yeah, boundaries, let the Holy spirit guide you with that. Mm-hmm. Like, what do they, you know, which yeah. ones do I need to put up? Are they for a season? You know, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. So, exactly. so, um, let's wrap this up. Do we have a challenge, um, for this particular one when conflict doesn't feel resolved? It's kind of a depressing oh, one to end on. <laughs> <laughs> when I am like all emotional. <laughs> well, yeah, you really are being a bus kill. It's just a hard one. It's just a hard topic. Mm-hmm. We, hard as soon conflict. as we were starting getting on to record this, we we're like, oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it is. And it's it's because people, I mean, it hurts. It hurts when you're in this position, mm-hmm. wherever you're at, and it hurts. It does. It um, hurts a lot. I can't think of a challenge. Do you have okay. one? 
Um, well, one, I guess, uh, yeah, this just came to me. Um, so our, we have a fam, we have a person that we love who has a very, very, this kind of a relationship with their mother and our mom advised this person just act like everything's fine. If this, mm. if your mother acts, it says everything's fine and you can't change anything, mm-hmm. even though you know, it's not fine. Act like it's fine. Just mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. Um, you can't make a person admit that everything's not fine or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I did with my son. I was talking about, I had mm-hmm, to get to a place yep. where I'm like, well, he says we're fine. He says he's not angry yep. at me. He says he doesn't hate me when he looks at me like he does. So I have to act like <laughs> <Yes>. we're fine. <laughs> yes. And when my son stepped out of our life, I had to move on and act like we were fine. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's just nothing else you can do. And so yeah. I guess my challenge to you would be, if you're in this place, remember who you serve, remember where your comfort, you know, mm-hmm. comes from, keep a kingdom perspective. But also if, if there's nothing else you can do, move on and be fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. that's just not, that's not the best news, but this person mm-hmm. we love, she said it was actually incredibly healing for her. And I hear mm-hmm. you saying that about you as well yep. with, yep. with your son. It yeah. was the best thing I could do. And what ended up happening, because we're not completely out of the woods of this time in his life yet, mm-hmm. but what ended up happening is that he start. I was so sad all the time that it mm-hmm. made it worse. Yes. So when I just started deciding to act like everything was fine. Then I had moments of him being normal with me, not all the time, but moments, whereas I wasn't yes. even getting moments. And yes. I, I think I was exasperating that by just being yes. so sad. Yes. And, and what he said to me at one point, he said, I know I'm not myself and I make you cry and I don't like that. And mm-hmm. so I think that if I could keep starting to keep mm-hmm. my tears at bay has helped him not, he knows something's not right and he feels guilty about it. But he doesn't know how to deal with it. So then he's just shutting down even more. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cause we can definitely make things worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, thank oh. you for joining us during the series. We'd really love to hear from you guys. If this was helpful, if breaking it down into four individual topics mm-hmm. on conflict was helpful. I, Rachel had said in a different, um, yeah, one of these th- th- that we'd like to know if you'd like more mini series, like we just would love feedback in any way. So you can do that at a mess nonetheless at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, and you can also go to our website. Also, I'm just realizing I should check that email. <laughs> You might want to check your emailing us. Social media is better. Maybe just email last. Like, I have so many emails, but it's easier for me. (laughs) So let's say that again. How about you instant message us on Facebook or Instagram? Yes. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm just checking it. (laughs) Oh, I'm just checking it. I don't have any emails. (laughs) Phew. I, okay, I would get, put you in charge of checking the emails, but we know you are not great at checking emails. I hate che- <laughs> I hate communicating by email. It is the worst for me. Oh so. my gosh. This is yeah. so funny. So yep, social media is a great way to reach out to great us. Great way. <laughs> okay. Bye guys. All right. Have bye guys. Week. <laughs>